This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, the only comedy podcast to publicly condemn terrorism. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thank you, Ben Burris, for that slogan. <laughs> friend, uh, Ben Burris from Greenville, South Carolina, out of the Alchemy Comedy Theater, sitting here with Justina Sparling. Hello. Thank you. I also don't like terrorism. Yeah, we publicly condemn it. And I don't know why these other comedy podcasts no aren't condemning it. anything about it. I guess they're all pro-ISIS. That's the only thing I can think. Ugh. <laughs> but uh, I, I challenge everyone to condemn Specifically <laughs> the comedy podcasts. Yeah. Where, where you at, improv nerd, friend of the show, Jimmy Corain? When are you going to publicly condemn terrorism? Scott Ackerman, you're a hero of mine. When is the comedy bang bang gonna publicly condemn terrorism let's get to some serious talk (laughs) about comedy podcasts not publicly condemning terrorism think about it these these podcasts can be heard across the globe so there's a pretty good chance terrorists are listening and they're just like happily listening just oh laughing it up because they don't feel condemned by the podcast (laughs) well let me tell you something isis if you're listening screw you i condemn what you're doing and that goes for any terrorists in the world any kind of terrorist all terrorism i condemn it yeah. Yeah. Strong stance right out the gate here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, this is this is the July Fourth episode. That's right, America. So go to hell, terrorism. Agreed. I just, I just, I have nothing to add. I just agree. Yeah. I mean, I said it so well and fervently <laughs> that Justina's sitting here looking at me, just nodding the whole time. I just don't want you to get mad at like that at me. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm mad at terrorism. Ugh. Gross. Well, that's the podcast, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Let's uh, kick the music. No, um, uh, you too can help bring us a slogan, folks listening. You can uh, tweet us. You can add us on Twitter and Facebook at there it is pod and tell us a suggestion that you have for a podcast slogan especially if it condemns terrorism <laughs> uh, we're going to talk today about a few fun topics several things that are going on uh, first off I do want to mention uh, I do want to just talk about some fun stuff we got to see we saw Rory Scovel's stand up special that's on Netflix so anybody can check it out yeah, regardless very of easy. whether you're in New York or not, right? And it was amazing, mm-hmm. which is 
syllable broken out amazing. Yes. Um, it was so good, and it made me laugh so hard. Yeah. And I, and that is all. That yeah. is all. It, it was so good. <laughs> I there was a lot of really fun stuff in it, and uh, I don't want to ruin anything. So just check just it out. Just watch it. Just check it. it. Listen, it's like, I think you can get a uh, an account with Netflix for like eight ninety nine. I don't know. They may have bumped it up. But if you've never had an account, I think the first month's free. You can do a free trial. Which I'm almost sure you can watch the whole special within a month if you try. Yeah, it's like an hour. So, I mean, even if you just watch two minutes a day. I think it can um, happen. In 30 days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, also a good show that we saw was The Reductress, that publication online yeah and this they did a stand-up yeah they did a stand-up show that was called reductress what it was at the bell house which is not four blocks from where we live so that was really nice because usually when we go to see a show in new york it's like all right we're out (laughs) for the night and we'll get back sometime hopefully (laughs) but um yeah this was was a quick walk yeah little jaunt over there and uh it was a fun show, oh a lot gosh, of great comics, so I'll SNL stand up. writer. Yeah, except um, I said I'll stand up, but it, there was a, a dance group. <laughs> this dance group, okay, I'm going to look them look up their name okay. right now. Okay, and I'm going to talk to you about them while he's looking them up, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, they were so funny, and it, it was definitely a parody dance group. Anyway, I feel like I can't do justice to them and just describing them. I think you need to look them up yourselves. I understand that they made a short film recently and um, it will really be good for you, the listener, um, to look them up. They're really, really funny. Yeah, so this great group, they're called Cocoon Central Dance Team. Oh my word. That is such a good name. It is a good name and it was three ladies and they killed me. They were the first act and um, just... It was like uh, their first bit, they were singing a song and dancing, and it just seemed like a parody of of uh, girl groups. Yeah, yes. And um, the one was doing the sort of nasally singing, but she was doing it so much so that you couldn't understand a word she was saying, yeah. and that killed me. Yeah, you <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. All of what they were doing was hilarious. and uh, I just like anything yeah. where they're making fun of something people take too seriously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that was what that was, and I thought it was so great. Um, and they have a... A, a short, short film. film. Yeah, and I'm not sure what the short film is, but they kept mentioning it throughout the night. Like, check out our short yeah. film. So, Cocoon so Central Dance yeah, Team. Yeah, just look up Cocoon Central Dance Team, and, uh, and, and I don't know if they have a... I don't even know if they have much... They have a... Yeah, there's a, con, a cocoon, cocoon Central Dance Team dot com. Uh, so you can, they have a very fancy website, <laughs> and uh, I should try to get them on. So uh, maybe I'll talk to them about their show. They were wonderful. Yeah, they were so great. So th- those are fun shows we saw. Did we see anything else fun? This Recently, um, in this past week, I don't think we did. Um, and, but I mean, it's always a show at this apartment. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we so next up uh, to talk about there's a thing called the podcast awards podcastawards.com it's going on now you can nominate or you can vote for the nominations are open 
you can't nominate whoever you want. There's a people's choice, but there are specific people to vote for within the people's choice. And friends of the show, the bearded ones, are nominated. So go to podcastawards.com, click on nominations are open, and you can click and nominate them. You can, I mean, you know, I guess vote for them Mm -hmm. for both people's choice and comedy podcast. Uh, There it is. It's not in the ranking this year. I didn't sign up for it or whatever you have to do to get on there. But our (laughs) friends, Jason and Evan, are doing that. So check out that podcast and check out podcastawards.com and vote for them. The bearded ones. The bearded ones. bearded ones. (laughs) The bearded ones. bearded ones. Uh, and next up, we have we're doing still doing improv classes. We're in level two. We have two more weeks left. Yes. And uh, there must go to classes for you, Justina, because you've already missed two yes, because yeah. of health and health. Yankees game. We, we did see a Yankees game. Oh, that was super that was fun. So fun, yeah. Uh, Some of the finest comedy I've ever seen. Fantastic comedy. <laughs> you learned so much uh, about performance. Yeah. No, it was um, a good time. No, it was, it was a really, really good, good time, time getting to go to the Yankee Stadium. That was cool. Um, but uh, so we missed a, a class, but a, a night of our class. But it's been great. Yeah. Um, I'm interviewing in a couple weeks. You'll hear an episode with our instructor and her partner in crime with the show Sisters Three. Our instructor is Elana Fishbein. Yes. And Elena is uh, her partner in crime with Sisters 3, and I'm interviewing them in a couple of weeks. And uh, yes, their names are easy to confuse, even if you know one of them well enough because they're your instructor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just trying to say their names together, you're going to get both names wrong. Anyway, uh, improv classes are going well. I'm enjoying that. I feel like I'm growing as an improviser. Uh, What are your feelings on it? I feel like I'm growing, and I feel like I've never hated improv more. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, It's good. I mean, it's really, really great. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else knows this. Um, Improv classes in New York are the most expensive thing ever. (laughs) And it Yeah, I don't know what they are in other cities other than Greenville. Like, I don't know what they are at DSI, and I don't know what they are. I think I've looked at Chicago and L.A., and they're not inexpensive either. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they're comparable to big city prices, and if you're making big city money, then maybe it doesn't seem expensive. But we're coming from a place where they were, what, 150 Yeah. So for it to be 200 $250 $250 more than that yes. seems like a lot to us. Yeah, and I mean, like, they're awesome classes. They, they are. are really great. And, and they're like worth it. You know, when yeah. it's eight weeks. Also, sometimes when you pay some more for something, I think you you try harder at that thing. Maybe, uh-huh, maybe, maybe not. That's, um, a, that's for an me, interesting I do. point. Because, like, um, you want to get your money's worth, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, but they're great. I'm just warning everyone case you're coming at planning on coming to new york to do improv mm-hmm. um save up your money yeah it's and there are different things that uh, people can do of course to try to save up that money uh you can do um street tricks mm-hmm. no um, i'm kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm not talking about magicians 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, next up to chat about, uh, speaking of classes, Justina, you're in a sketch class at the Pit. Yeah. The People's Improv Theater. Yes. That's where we saw Uncle Function, which was mentioned in the Jessica Fry episode. Very fun episode if you haven't checked it out. And a very good theater. Beautiful space. And it sounds like you're having a really good experience with the sketch class. I am. It's great. You've had how many weeks have there been? Four. Four we already? Have two more, yeah. Oh, wow. And it's been great. Um, I don't want to give it all away. <laughs> but um, it's a lot of writing. And uh, and I say it's a lot of writing. We basically have to write a sketch a week, which is sounds totally doable. Mm-hmm. And it is. But when you're in the moment, you're like, I have to come up with something. It just is not overwhelming. But it's just it's just like, well, I got homework to do, you know, mm-hmm. whereas improv classes just like show up. You know? Yeah. You can have improv homework if you want. There's things you can do at home. Yeah. You know, but sketch, you definitely have to get something done before you come to class. And the class is great. I really like it because, and this is not unique to sketch. This is my experience in improv classes, too. Um, Everyone is there for different reasons. Everyone has a different background. Mm -hmm. And it's great. You know, uh, to add to what you were saying about how much extra work there is of course it's always what you put in is what you'll get out of something and a lot of the people that i that i admire they were working hard at things like we were just watching these uh hashtag ham for all videos and hashtag ham for ham where celebrities were being uh called out not called out but i guess challenged to do a song from the play hamilton and so it's just got me thinking again about how hard Lin-Manuel Miranda worked to put that play together and he did it because he it's he wanted to create something you know and and all these people like Lin-Manuel that I admire so much they put a lot of work into what they're putting out and it's not just the writing like he can sing he can rap he spent a lot of time getting good at those things and as someone who is here now trying to get better at things myself there's certain things that I just had a knack for that I I feel like I could have developed stronger before coming here even. And uh, that's kind of the challenge I'm having is trying to focus a little bit more. Like if you want to learn to play guitar, you got to practice scales. You got to do the boring stuff that people don't necessarily want to do. And uh, I feel like I'm in a practicing scales stage right now of my getting better uh, and at improv or stand up or both, all the above yeah. both honestly i mean in greenville i was super comfortable going on stage especially to do stand up and i don't know why that was i guess just because i knew all the people around me and i'd got my legs under me so it was just super comfortable when we started the no expectations open mic at coffee underground I knew all of the other comics who were coming, so we were having fun together. We were goofing off, and it continued to just feel like easy to get up on stage. I've never gotten nervous about going to do a show or something like that or going to speak in front of me. I just am not one to get nervous about that sort of thing. And You're so brave. <laughs> well, people say, like, oh, I've got so, you know, that takes so much guts to get up there. And I always say, like, all right, well, I never was that way for me even going back to college yeah so for me getting up on stage isn't so hard that's not the hard part it's what you're doing on stage that matters and 
and that's what I'm trying to develop and that's what I'm trying to get better at but um, it's been tough for me I feel like I like we did a set last night at QED great room they have a lot of fun shows there yeah it was a good time yeah but I I didn't have my mojo or something with me I, I yeah, think I'm in in my yes, head a lot that's all I was gonna say is that you're in your head and I, you know everyone there it's just like <laughs> like middle school you're like you're like I wonder what they're going to think of me, but they're all thinking about themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're all there for the same reason, which is just to practice jokes and um, and hopefully get better and figure out what's working, what's not. I will say, personally for me, I am so, so, so glad that I did stand up in Greenville all of, like, you know, three times. <laughs> but but I, I'm just glad I, I did it the first time in Greenville because it was a really emotional experience for me, and I cried. Yeah. And you had friends in the audience, yeah. and it was in a space you were familiar yeah. with. Yeah, and so I'm just so glad I got that over with before coming, coming here. here. And so, like, getting on stage last night, I did not crush, but, oh, my gosh, it was so easy. Yeah, and I yeah. wasn't embarrassed about it. Right. You know, and, like, some stuff just fell flat, but I just did not care, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just so glad I got over that before I moved up here, you know? That's a really good point. I think one of the things... I, I feel like I'm going through a lot of stuff, but when it, when it comes to trying to do stand-up... I'm trying to learn how to write a joke better, mm-hmm. and I also am aware about uh, having a persona on stage and intentionally trying to put out a, a specific type of stage personality mm-hmm. when you're performing on stage, just because of things that I'm studying and reading and learning about up here. And that's been the tough part. And what makes it a little more difficult, like I mentioned, if you want to play guitar, you learn scales. It's I feel like really easy, uh, I shouldn't say it that way, it's hard to learn an instrument, but it's easier to know the right way to do things because you, you can always listen to the song, right? Like if you're trying to learn how to play a song or you can have something that's giving you the time signature so you know how it's supposed to sound, you know the pace you're supposed to have, so you know what to do. But when it comes to performing on stage, that's where it's a little bit harder to know how you're supposed to do like what is the stand-up equivalent to a time signature and a and a key like i just i just know the joke that i want to tell and i don't know how to tell it and i don't even know the way i need to word it <laughs> that's part of the reason why i'm going up here mm-hmm. stand-up's a really really hard art form to figure out and to master yeah and i don't think people recognize that as much i think you just have to think about all it is really is um <laughs> no but uh, is what what do i do that that makes people say justina's funny and jason what what does jason do that makes people say jason's funny you know that's if a you good could point channel that you know mm-hmm. um last night i was i was like i did i was like trying some jokes but then at uh-huh. the end i did like a really goofy impression and that got more laughs than anything else and yeah I was like oh yeah I do goofy impressions, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, what were you gonna say? To the first thing you're, uh, to first part of that, what I was thinking, I guess that's why people will say to take note of things that when you're in conversation with people makes people laugh. Yeah, well, one of your guests said that. Yeah, and I've heard that uh, I think in other places too, yeah. a number of other places, and also in improv, people talk about truth in comedy. So it's all about just being honest, being yourself, and then taking note of what is getting attention and what's getting a laugh. And then to add to what you said at the end, 
I think you were very comfortable up there. And I feel like I went up there to say, okay, here's some new jokes. I want to see, I want to try them out and see how they go. And I was totally fine bombing because they're like brand new jokes. And I've just gotten an attitude of, yeah, everyone's going to bomb, especially if I'm doing a bunch of new jokes. Um, But I just, I still didn't approach the whole set the right way. But I didn't feel like I started getting comfortable until the end when I added a joke because I didn't get the light yet. So it's like, oh, I got some time. What else can I do? And then I just naturally got into a couple of things that I wasn't planning on doing. And that's when I felt like comfortable on stage. So maybe I should take this old advice Rory Scovel gave me years ago, which was don't necessarily plan your set out or be so focused on how to tell this joke or whatever. Instead, focus on like just knowing what your jokes are and then just get up there and see how you get into the jokes. Yeah. Like just start talking. Don't plan your set. Get up there and just start talking. That's cool. That's good advice. I have mentioned that to I'm not sure if it was I don't think it was Dave Stone, but it may have it was either Dave Stone or like Derek Sheen. I mentioned that that was advice Rory gave and they were like yeah, well, Rory's amazing. <laughs> you uh, know, it's like you're like, yeah, that's Rory. He's yeah. that good. <laughs> he can just do that. Um, but then that, so some of that is like Rory has those kind of guts. But you know, I'm really inspired, like, uh, to perform like Rory performs, or like how Seinfeld performs, which I know is completely different. But it would be great to be able to be such a a strong writer, like. Seinfeld is where he's like really playing with the language and the rhythms of how words work together and the way the words sound Mm -hmm. Uh, and then also being as free and playful and fun and organic and natural as Rory is like that would be probably my ideal Jason is to be able to perform both sides of that and I think a lot of that is in my influence of improv yep um but yeah, I like um, I like going up there. It's just that there's a learning curve. It's it's just a little tough right now because it's a new place and trying to just figure out what it is I even want to do. So I'm really trying to re-break how I do things. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just kind of like exactly how do I do that? <laughs> you know, again, if you hand me a guitar, then it's like, well, here's how music works. I don't know how my stand-up works. Well, that was everything I wanted to chat about. Do you have anything you wanted to add? Which guy's just like, you know what? Just just thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening. We're going to go see a show tonight. Yep. At, uh, we're going to, one or two shows. At the Magnet Theater. Uh, They have uh, Mixtape, which is a diversity show. Very cool that they're doing that. Like, they mix in, like, funny and not funny things, like, yeah, to bring it's you a, a diverse It's like a mix show. No, it's... <laughs> so, it's mixtape, but it's a diversity show, so it's, like, people of different... Uh, all the various diverse backgrounds, and uh, they, they get caught up. I've been on it a couple of times, love the experience, and uh, tonight, I'm just going to go and watch. I just want to support... Support your local improv shows and your local theater. It's real easy to just go to the theater when you're performing, but it means a lot to your fellow improvisers and stand-ups when you go and watch them. 
and uh, and support them. So that's what I'd like to add to the end here. And also, uh, screw you terrorists. <laughs> no more terrorism. Guys. Be good to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. There it is. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.